the bronze lock of the week. Hammer that over, folks. San Francisco has scored 30 plus points. Wrong. This is the silver lock of the week, folks. New England is winning this game. Golden lock of the week. Hammer the over of this Minnesota-Chicago game. So why are you even trying? Welcome to View from the Top of the Goalpost. I'm Diesel, joining you from Diesel's Dapper Dungeon of Delight. Chad is very excited to get this show started, just one step at a time. Remember, that's why I made you put that in your name. One step at a time. Welcome, everybody. The Dadalak, Chad. Hi, everyone. And, no, I was trying to freak you out again like I did last week. You got all freaked out when I was waving. So I thought if I did both hands, you'd like just your brain would explode or something. So I was just it was testing a scientific theory. Just about just about, but not really at all. I I don't even know. I'm out of it. I don't feel the greatest tonight. I'm getting like a head cold. So like, yeah, let's just start with uh, the records. Uh, you and are listening and that. watching View from the Top of the Goalpost since uh, my host forgot to say the name of the show. But that's fine. You know what you're listening to. You're, I said, you're, that's you're, how I opened it. I said, welcome to View from the Top of the Goalpost, didn't I? No. What did I, I say? So. I don't know. I didn't I didn't hear you say View from the Top of the Goalpost. Maybe you did. Maybe I just wasn't listening. Well, I mean, now you're going to have to edit it in right here. Welcome to View from the Top of the Goalpost here so people can see because... People are wondering as well, because I have no idea. Welcome to View from the Top of the Goalpost. I'm Diesel. That's Chad. Chad's still winning. He went 10-5 and five last week. I went 9-6. and six, Giving us total records. Chad 60-35. and 35. I'm 57-38. and 38. And this time, I'm not going to forget to throw it to Chad about his bonuses from last week. Or uh, his, his locks. Yeah. Last not, week. Like the bagels, but... Wow. I, 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 yes. Uh, last week uh, didn't go so good for us, folks. I'm sorry. I guaranteed the gold lock would hit, and then it did not. Because the Bears and Minnesota game didn't even come close to the over. Because not only did Justin Fields get injured in the game, both teams decided they just didn't want to play offense anymore, even though that's all they've done all year. Then also, the silver lock didn't hit because the Patriots... Just want to rip my heart out every single day. And then finally, the bronze lock did not hit because Moody can't kick a field goal at the end of a game to win the game for San Francisco to hit the over in that game. The bonus locks did all hit, though, because we're still perfect on Thursday Night Football as Kansas City managed to cover the minus 10.5 on some lucky stuff at the end of the game. I can't believe they did either, folks. Baltimore clearly covered because Baltimore is great. And then our final bonus lock was for the Miami Dolphins at minus 14. And the game did start with them fronting the Carolina Panthers 14 points. So I got a little scared, but then they won 45 to 21. So it really didn't matter. Yeah, that was that was a good game. I mean, I mean, felt like Carolina had a chance for a minute, but no, they, they didn't at all. They did actually. not. They did not. I promise to do better this week, folks. I promise. I'm excited to see what your locks are. And I hope you give me some more reverse locks for uh, Underdog Fantasy because that's that hasn't actually won me any money. 
But every time you say, oh, I'm worried about this one, it hits every single time. So It's not much, Diesel, but it's honest work. Anyways, let's talk about this week's football. We have six teams on by this week. We have Carolina Panthers, the Cincinnati Bengals, the Dallas Cowboys, the Houston Texans, the New York Jets, and the Tennessee Titans. How come Tennessee gets a bye after going to England? That's not fair. They're the team that deserves it the least. I was told that apparently the NFL teams get to choose if they want their bye after the London games, which I thought was a bunch of malarkey. But then a bunch of other people told me that same fact as well. And I didn't actually do any research, so future Chad, ding! Uh, see if that's true or not, because I don't think it is. But I was told that by a bunch of the drunks who come into the bar I work at. So, you know, take that with a grain of salt. But it could be true. I mean, I don't have evidence that it's not true, but I just feel like that can't be because the schedule makers, the schedule makers, Chad, Think about yeah, the, the AI makers. system. Yeah, it wouldn't it wouldn't yeah. take any like of our human emotions into account. AI does it all now. You've seen the commercials. It does yep. what we would take months to do in a week. It's amazing. Yeah. AI. Okay, well, let's AI right into Thursday night football. It didn't make any sense, but I just tried to transition and it worked. We have the four and two Jacksonville Jaguars traveling to the three and three New Orleans Saints. New Orleans is favored by one, the 40-point over-under, and the ESPN fan vote, vote agrees with, no, I'm pretty sure I did that wrong. I think Jacksonville has a 79%. I don't actually think that you do have it wrong. because I'm going to look that up. You look it up, but I'll go first on this game. I am going to pick Jacksonville in this game, but I am going to do it with much trepidation. Because even though I don't think New Orleans is a very good football team in the slightest, and I actually think they're a pretty bad football team, they are a very different team when they are at home in the Superdome. Derek Carr is just getting healthier somehow, even though he keeps playing. Alvin Kamara is being utilized in a much different way, but it seems to be working for them. In not the, they're not the greatest offense, but they're not the worst offense right now. And also, by God, those legs have got to catch up to the Jaguars here eventually, right? They are now, have got to be running on fumes. They were living in England for almost a month. They just played another big game against Indianapolis. And now they have another game before they get the bye on a short week. Like, everything is pointing towards this is a big upset moment for New Orleans. I am not going to pick the upset because I'm not going to pick New Orleans because I don't like them at all. I think they're a bad team. I'm sticking with Jacksonville, but I am doing it with much trepidation. And what is the over-under set at, Diesel? 40. I will... Oh, gosh, this is going to make me sick. I will take the under on this game for the bonus lock of Thursday Night Football. Ugh, I don't like it. I hate rooting for unders, but... Both the Jacksonville Jaguars defense has been stifling this year. And also, New Orleans defense, while the offense isn't very good, it's got some pieces, but can't do much. That defense is what keeps them in games and has kept them in basically every single game this year. So I'll take the under for the bonus lock. And this will be the week that we get our Thursday night game wrong finally. 
Yeah, you were saying that New Orleans would get an upset. They're actually favored by one, so it wouldn't I, be an yeah, upset. Right. And I was wrong. It was Jacksonville at the 79% on ESPN okay. vote. I just, it's color coordination thing. I forgot to change it to black from red. It's a thing. Uh, maybe someday I'll let you in on how I do my spreadsheet, but. Man, I just want I just want the sausage. I don't want to see how it's made. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it was a color coordinating thing. I got it fixed now. Um, I agree that Jacksonville is going to win this game, and it's going to be because of Travis Etienne. I think that he's going to be the difference maker. Um, for, uh, all these quarterbacks running through my brain, and I can't think of the right one. Trevor right Lawrence. Now. Trevor Lawrence, thank you. Singing to Josh Allen and Justin Herbert. Trevor Lawrence is banged up a little bit, and it does worry me, but I think he'll be fine. And I don't know. I think that Jacksonville isn't a bad team. I think they're better than they were last year, and they were on the come up last year. I still think they're on the come up, but I don't think they're a bad team. I don't think New Orleans is necessarily a bad team either. They're just not as good, and they're not as hot as Jacksonville is right now. So that's why I'm taking Jacksonville. One game down. Next game, first game at noon. We don't have any uh, games in Europe this week, so I know I was I was wrong. I thought that they were going right into the Germany games, but we don't get those till the nope. beginning of November. Yep, we got we get a couple weeks off in between. But uh, this week, first game at noon is the three and three Las Vegas Raiders traveling to the one and five Chicago Bears. The Raiders are favored by three with a thirty-eight point over/under. I got cats trying to knock over some hot sauce I have on my desk here because yeah, I keep hot sauce on my desk because you never know when you're gonna need it. Um, Put that shit on everything. Yeah, exactly. It's it's Frank's too. So and they're not even sponsoring. So there you go. Um, <laughs> the fan vote has Las Vegas winning eighty one percent. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, they're getting both backup quarterbacks in this game. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is still questionable. Last I saw, while Justin Fields is very doubtful for the game. So I. We're definitely getting the backup in Chicago, and whoever the kid's name is, I can't think of it right now. Stat boy Chad from the future. Ta. Uh, they he was based. He was in college last year, less than a year ago, in a Division two FBS school, and now he's going to be starting in an NFL game. It's pretty wild. Yeah, I mean, either way, I would take the Raiders in this game, whether Garoppolo is starting or not. I mean, because if Fields isn't playing, I don't think that they have a chance. The Bears, the Bears aren't good. The Bears have the first and second overall pick, and even being a Packers fan, I'm kind of rooting for them to get both of them, just so like they're not as sad of a team, or just to see how bad they mess it up. Like, because if any team's gonna mess it up, it's gonna be the Bears. So I'm rooting for it be pretty wild if they do end up with the first and second pick. I, I truly hope they don't because I need the New England Patriots to get one of those two. But that's not here nor there, and we'll get to that later. In this game, I mean, there's no reasonable way to pick the Chicago Bears in this game. And I'm not going to. I'm taking the Raiders. 
there was there was a part of me that was really going to try and talk myself into taking the Chicago Bears, but I can't do it. I I might hate Josh McDaniels. I might think that this team is a bag of dog shit, but if the Las Vegas Raiders are a bag of dog shit, then the <laughs> other team, the Chicago Bears that they are playing is, I, I don't even know what's worse than a bag of dog shit. Um, a pina colada made with urine that you actually have to drink. I don't know. It's something horrible because that's how bad the Bears are, especially without Justin Fields. They don't have a defense. They, I think maybe Roshan Johnson will be back this week out of the concussion protocol. So they might have one of their running backs that they thought would be their starters, but they still don't have an offensive line. Anyways, Max Crosby is going to eat whatever that rookie QB's name is alive. And they might end up going to their third string quarterback who is also terrible. So yeah, I got the Raiders, but I, I I'm not going to put any locks on this game. Cause I don't, I don't want to, I don't even want to watch it. I don't care. Uh, when you said bag of dog shit, all I could think of was he called the shit poop. He called the shit poop. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, I didn't hear anything you said after that, to be honest with you. I, I respect that completely. <laughs> Moving on to the next game at noon, we have the 3-2 Cleveland Browns traveling to the 3-3 three three Indianapolis Colts, who Gardner is the man now because they're shutting down Richardson for the rest of the year. The Cleveland Browns are favored by two. We don't know if... Uh, uh, Sean Watson's going to play in this game with his rotator cuff. He said that right now it's up in the air. I'm guessing probably not because it's Wednesday and he hasn't practiced yet. And I just, yeah, probably not wise to like risk it. Um, risk it for the biscuit. Uh, it's 39 over under and the fans have Cleveland at 83%. Be gotten why. Well, Man, Cleveland, did you benefit from some zebra interaction this past week in the NFL? Because no way in hell should you have beat San Francisco. Not only did Moody miss a very, very makeable field goal at the end of the game for the win, but to get your lead, you needed a lot of uh, help from the third team on the field. And going into this week, can it happen again? Probably, but you're not gonna need it because I'm sorry, Gardner. You looked, you turned back into a pumpkin. This was your chance. Did you forget which team you were playing for? You weren't supposed to be throwing to Jacksonville at this point. You are now an Indianapolis Colt and you're now the Indianapolis Colts leading man for the rest of the year but you have to go against a Browns defense that is breaking records. I think the Browns defense has only given up like a thousand yards so far this season, which is hearkening back to the seventies when they didn't know how to play offense. No one only gives up a thousand yards through six games in the NFL nowadays. I mean, that's just unheard of. Teams give up a thousand yards in three games. That's, that's, you know, teams are giving up 350 yards a game usually and Cleveland hasn't given up that many yards through six games. It is nuts. They're making people look pedestrian. 
And I just don't see the indie offense being able to do anything with them. I think they are a little bit disheartened. And I know last week was a division opponent and they just can't ever beat Jacksonville. And I don't want to over-exaggerate that loss. But I do think that the Browns are a a good to sub-good team where they're right at the middle line. And if Deshaun Watson, then they go over the middle line. But without Deshaun Watson, they're still a solid middle-of-the-road team. And Indy just isn't right now. They have a lot of pieces, but everything's not clicking together yet. I think this game will be a battle, but I am going to put the bronze lock of the week. I just really want to get some games right this week, folks. On the Cleveland Browns, eat the points. They just they'll want to keep the score low regardless, and I just don't see Indy being able to hang with this Cleveland Browns defense. And now that I say that, this game will be 45 to 35, and there'll be 90 points scored in it. But I have given my piece. So what do you think, Diesel? I wish that I could disagree with you, but that Cleveland Browns defense is that good. I don't think that the Colts are going to have an answer for them, even with a solid running attack. Um, Also, on the other end, you have Ford, who is turning out to be a really good running back. And yes, of course, they're missing Nick Chubb, but... I mean, Ford's making them miss him a little less because he's doing a great job. And then Amari Cooper is having a little bit of a resurgence himself. So, yeah, even with P.J. Walker starting at quarterback, I still think the Browns are a better team than the Colts right now. And with the probably the confidence they have after beating San Francisco last week, yeah, I don't see them losing this game. It would be an upset in my opinion if indianapolis won huge upset though that doesn't mean that i'm not starting jonathan taylor this week in three of my fantasy leagues because it is a bi-week hell and i don't have a choice i mean i've contemplated starting zach moss because you never know he's good for a touchdown Uh, and it's a bi-week again at noon we have the four and two Buffalo Bills traveling to the one and five New England Patriots. Buffalo is favored by nine with an over under of 42. And the ESPN fan board has it at 98% Buffalo. And yeah, this game, I don't know, Buffalo. Ever since that Miami game, what the hell is Buffalo? Because I said before that Miami game, I felt like they were going to be the team that played the Jets. And then they played Miami and decimated them. But then the next two games, they look like dog shit. They should have lost to the Giants. They played horrible. And once again, again, you got bailed out by a zebra. I mean, he might not have caught that ball, but it should have been a pass interference for sure. He grabbed him. He definitely uh, stopped his path towards the ball. but And then impeded yeah, his ability to lift his other arm to even try and catch the ball as the ball was coming in. Everyone, it might be the Giants, but they don't all catch the ball one-handed, okay? Odell left years ago. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm going to pick Buffalo in this game because of how, I don't even know what to call New England, dysfunctional maybe. 
I don't know what's going on with New England. I know they have a little bit of injuries, but McCorkle Jones isn't really cutting it. Um, I just, I don't know. But I would not be surprised to see Buffalo, like, put on a stinker and New England just have a good day. Like, that would not be shocking to me at all. But I'm going with Buffalo. Nine points is a little much for me, though. I think that's a little bit on the high end, especially with the way Buffalo has looked these last couple weeks because they do not look like Super Bowl contenders right now. Uh, I'm defeated, folks. I'm I'm defeated. And I've, I've said it on the podcast. I've texted Diesel many a time. I know. I deserve this. I, I I realize all of us as New England Patriots fans deserve this. You don't get two decades of basic dominance and not then have to eat your shit sandwich and, you know, enjoy it, quote unquote. It's the way of the world. But it's the way that they're losing these gosh damn games that is just breaking my heart each and every week in new ways. The season started with them going toe-to-toe with the Eagles and having a shot to win the game against the Eagles. And I felt like, you know, maybe this season will be bad, but, you know, we should be competitive. We should be competitive, yes. Then the next week came and we beat the Jets. And it wasn't pretty. It wasn't pretty at all. And I got a little disheartened by that win against the Jets. And everyone said, aren't you excited about McCorkle Jones? He threw for so many yards. And I went, no, I hate McCorkle Jones. And he is ruining my life. I hate him so much. I can't stand him. And then going forward from that, it has just been terrible loss after Bill Belichick getting his worst loss ever, followed by once again, getting his worst loss ever as a professional coach. And then this last week, we lost to Josh McDaniels and not even the Jimmy Garoppolo led Raiders. No, no, he went out right away basically. And we lost to our former, former, former backup quarterback, Brian Mother. Hoyer, who at this point, as Diesel texted me, he was like, you're just sad you don't have him. And that's a true fact that is so sad that I want to cry right here on this podcast. The Patriots are killing me this year, and I know I deserve it. And you know what? Because they're doing it to me, I'm at least going to make some goddamn money on it. And you know what? I said this week I wasn't going to drop any F-bombs, and then I started talking about this game, and I'm already up to three. And I just they make me so very, very rage-filled. But you know what, folks? It might be the silver lock going forward for the rest of the year, but it's going against them because silver lock of the week, folks, put it on Buffalo. Buffalo has, besides the one game that we played against Buffalo, when there was a 50,000 mile an hour wind and it was 20 below zero and no one could throw the ball more than two yards down the field, Buffalo has owned New England. We own you for the past, I don't know, three, four seasons. And it's hurt. It's not been great. It's not fun to watch. And um, I know this game isn't gonna be fun to watch on Sunday, but I am going to profit off of it because I'm betting against New England. And you know what, folks? You should too. Silver lock of the week, 
Eat those nine points. <laughs> you, Mac Jones. I hate you so much. Don't think anything else needs to be said. Moving on. Sunday noon. Three and three Washington Commanders traveling to the one and five New York Giants. Washington is favored by two with a 40 point over under. And the ESPN fan vote has it at 77% in Washington's favor. I mean, I have a feeling that uh, we're going to have the same pick for this game, too. But I'll let you go first and uh, say your piece with this one. Yeah, I'm I'm not all in on the com- the commies in this game, but I'm in enough on the commies that I'm not for the Giants. And don't get me wrong, I know they just went toe to toe with Buffalo, but Buffalo's a very weird team, and I don't really know exactly why they did what they did. But we just talked about Buffalo a minute ago. Back to the Giants, so dysfunctional. They were winning that game in one of the most boring games of. NFL existence. I thought last year the primetime games with Denver were bad. This game last week on Monday night between or Sunday, was it Sunday night or Monday night? It was Sunday. It was Sunday night. Monday was Chargers Dallas. Yeah, you're right. Yep. This Sunday night game. football game, I legitimately was Diesel wasn't watching it. He was doing he was hanging out with his family like the good family man he is. Yeah, I decided to skip it. I told you I might last week and then just decided I was exhausted. After that, I'm just like, I can't watch any more football at Benji's birthday party. But yeah, sorry. Go on. No, no. And he made the 100% correct choice. Just no offense at all. The defense wasn't fun to watch. And the refs were very, very active throughout the entire game, basically deciding the game left and right until the end of the game when they should have actually thrown a flag like normal. And then that's the point when they decided to swallow their whistles. Now, the commies, on the other hand, are the streak enders to end all streaks. They just ended freaking Desmond Ritter's undefeated home streak after they have ended so many other streaks recently. Uh, I know it was the preseason, the Baltimore streak. They uh, ended their winning streak earlier. I know they won, edited another streak earlier this year as well, and I can't think of it off the top of my head. But they are just streak killers. I don't think they're a great team. But they are a team with a lot, and I mean a lot, of great young pieces. And Sam Howell is one of the few young quarterbacks in the NFL who I feel like doesn't have any reins on him with the enemy calling the plays for him. And is one of the quarterbacks who is absolutely growing each and every week. And he's kind of fun to watch on tape, folks. He is another gunslinger, and you know I love me a good gunslinger. He does make some poor decisions at times, but he's young. And the enemy is giving him a chance to grow. So I like that. And that means I like the commies in this game. And Tyrod Taylor, don't get me wrong, though. I love what you do out there. You are one of the best backups of all time. And you just go everywhere and you just do well. And I don't really understand how. So I'm not rooting against you. I just don't think you got enough pieces to beat the commies. And don't check into a run at the end of that game like that and lose it. Uh, yeah, I'm also going with Washington. I think that they're the better team. I don't think, I think New York is really bad. I can't believe how bad they actually are after last season. I, but for Washington, I'm still on the fire Ron Rivera train. And like, 
they should hire Eric Bieniemy as their head coach and keep 100%. him with Sam Howell. Like he is, Sam Howell is going to be a really good quarterback in this league if he's paired with Eric Bieniemy for a lot of years. I think that Eric Bieniemy helped uh, Patrick Mahomes a lot over the last few years, and yeah, I like Eric Bieniemy. Um, yeah, Washington's a better team. Their defense stepped up last week against Atlanta. Um, good receiving core, good running backs. There's nothing you can say about the Giants. They got Saquon Barkley. <laughs> like, I mean, and no one to block it. for him. That's about it. So, yeah, got Washington. Moving on, Sunday noon, we have the three and three Atlanta Falcons traveling to the three and two Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Bucks are favored by two and a half with a 39 and a half point over under, and it's a 79% favor for Tampa Bay. And yeah, I am going with Tampa Bay because as long as Atlanta starts Desmond Ritter, I don't think they're going to win many more games. I know he had the streak of the home games, but that was a lie. That obviously wasn't legit because. He didn't win last week, and he's just not a good quarterback. He makes so many dumb decisions. He forces passes, throws interceptions. It's, yeah, it's not going to work against Tampa's defense. And Tampa Bay is probably pissed off after that Lions game last week. They kind of, like, didn't show up. No. Like, I thought they were going to play a lot better than they did. I mean, I think Detroit's a really good team and everything like that, uh, but... I was kind of surprised that Tampa Bay just kind of just stayed in bed. Um, but that being said, I think that this week they're not going to lose. They're going to have a fire under their belly because they're trying to win this division. I got Tampa Bay. Yes, I really can't disagree with anything you just said. I have said before on this show until my boy Taylor, my best friend, is back in the game and starting at quarterback for the Atlanta Falcons. I will not be picking them again for the rest of the year. And so far, I look pretty smart because they finally ended Desmond Ritter's freaking home winning streak. And you know what? Baker last week, they missed some throws. There was multiple plays in that game where Baker overthrew a guy that would have gone for either a touchdown or put them in the red zone for a scoring opportunity. And don't get me wrong, I do agree with Diesel. I think the Detroit Lions are a very good football team. But I do also think the Bucs are a good football team. And last week, they didn't show up. But you know what? This is their week to show up and to come back out swinging. This is a division game. You need this win. If they want to win the division, you have to get these games against division foes. And especially a weaker division foe like Atlanta. This is the bonus lock of the week. I am all over the Buccaneers. You know I am drinking that Baker Kool-Aid. I have told Diesel to move over on the bus because I jumped in the seat next to him on this bandwagon for Baker. And I'm not jumping off, folks. I thought about jumping off for a second, but then you know what? I told you, the resolute fact for this year is that I'm sticking to my guns. So I'm sticking to my guns and I'm riding with Baker. Give me the box in a bonus lock of the week. Eat the points. It's a pirate's life for me. The next game is the game I'm probably most excited to talk about with you. And it's the last game on the Newton slate. 
we have the five and one Detroit Lions traveling to the four and two Baltimore Ravens. The Baltimore is favored by two and a half with a 43 and a half point over under. But ESPN fan vote has the Lions favored at 66%. And I mean, it's your Ravens lock of the week time. So I'm sure you're going with Baltimore. So let's hear why. Well, America, for the first time, and I'm pretty sure probably the only time this week, I get to say my new favorite thing, and that is, you're dumb. So dumb. Because of course the Baltimore Ravens are going to win this game. Folks, what have the Lions done this year? They have played well. They have played offense very, very well. But you know what they haven't really come up against besides in week one where, yes, they won, but they did it in a very sloppy manner and they barely squeaked past the Kansas City Chiefs. They're coming up against another very, very good defense. Do you know that the Baltimore Ravens have not given up more than 17 points since acquiring Roquan Smith last year at the trade deadline? Do you know that this Detroit Lions have not faced a defense like that this year? Do you know that this Detroit Lions defense is going up against an offense that last week just couldn't get over the goal line, but got into the red zone six different times. Do you think they're really not going to score if they get into the red zone? At least, you know, three of those times this week? Because the Baltimore Ravens are the classic play-to-their-competition kind of team where they tend to play down to their other teams, a la the Pittsburgh Steelers or the Tennessee Titans. But then they also tend to get up for the bigger games that they need to play big for, a la the Bengals or this week, the Lions. I have the Baltimore Ravens this week and not proving that the Detroit Lions are a sham in any way. I think this is a knockdown drag out fight, but I think this puts the doubts out of everyone's mouth about Baltimore because they are going to beat the Detroit Lions. You're now, funny. please tell me, Diesel, why you're, I am wrong, because I know 100% you're going with the Detroit Lions. I'm going with the Lions 100%, yes. You're funny by using that stat. They just snuck by the 5-1 and one Chiefs. The Chiefs only lost to have this season. Fun fact, the Detroit Lions are the only 5-1 and one team to beat any of the other 5-1 and one teams this year. So Detroit's doing pretty well for themselves. Detroit is... They're good. They're good on both sides of the ball. And I always forget, Aiden Hutchinson is a beast. And Waluigi? Yeah. I like I am not on this Baltimore bandwagon like you are. I don't know like what you're seeing. I honestly do not know what you're seeing. I think that Detroit's going to win this game and they're going to embarrass Baltimore. That's what I think is going to happen. I don't think Baltimore is very good. I think that they have a shitty head coach and I think they're going to get their kneecaps bitten off. But that's just my thoughts. I'm probably wrong, though, because I'm three games behind. 
and this is the only game so far that we have different. So that's probably just going to either put me back another game. So I am going with Detroit because I do think they're one of the premier teams in the NFC. And I don't think that the Ravens, I mean, I couldn't say they're not one of the premier teams in the AFC, but I just think they're lower on the totem pole. Hey, that's fair. This is where the rubber will meet the road and we will find out. And, you know, that's not to say that if these two teams met later in the year, say in Las Vegas at the end, that whatever happens in this game would be the same outcome that occurs later. You just never know. Never know. Well, we have a 305 game, which Ooh. is the three and two Pittsburgh Steelers traveling to the three and two Los Angeles Rams. The Rams are favored by three and a half with a 42 and a half point over under. And the ESPN fan vote has the Rams at 77%. And this is an interesting one for you because you don't like picking teams that travel across the country. You also don't like picking against teams that have a buy or just coming off a buy. I mean, I'm going to pick first because you picked first the last one. And obviously I'm going with the Rams. Now that Cooper Cup's back, like the Rams are a lot tougher. They're a lot tougher. He makes a big difference. If the Rams can stay healthy, this NFC West is nasty. Short of the Cardinals, it's it's a scary division and it's exciting. I got the Rams in this game. I didn't don't even really think that Pittsburgh is great. I mean they're I wish they were because we said all that like nice stuff about them for the season, but I mean they're gonna go nine and eight. You know they will because they're not gonna go under five hundred because Mike Tomlin can't. He ain't like like soul the soul of the devil, so that would never happen. Um, but yeah, they're not winning this game. They're not going to LA and beating the Rams. It's not happening. I think that this year in football, both college and the NFL is the year that we're going to see the fall of a lot of coaches. We're watching the fall of Bill Belichick currently this year. We're watching the fall of Nick Saban in college football. I mean, I know they just won last week, but they aren't the Alabama of old and they aren't the superpower that they were for so many years. And the other thing that I think we finally see fall is that Mike Tomlin finally, for the first time ever, is going to end up with a losing record. Because folks, I know, they beat Baltimore two weeks ago. But I really want you to think back in your memory about how they won that game and on what kind of ridiculous bullshit it was. And then I want you to remember that this team has put up not 200 yards of offense barely a game. They are horrendous. They are one of the most, if the Patriots weren't in the NFL this year, this would be the, the offense we would be talking about for being the worst offense in the NFL. But thankfully- Giants, I'm sorry, I don't I want to interrupt you for a second because I yeah. forgot to say this stat earlier. The Giants haven't scored an offensive uh, touchdown in the first half all year. Back to I you. Did. I did know <laughs> that. Uh, I also did forget to say during my rant about Mac Jones that over the past month, Derrick Henry has more passing touchdowns than Mac Jones does. 
which is just a wonderful stat. Makes me sick. But yes, I don't even remember. Who are we talking about now? You're talking about Pittsburgh. Ah, yes. The terrible Matt. Yeah, the Matt Canada-led offense. And to call it an offense at this point is a big stretch, folks. It is bad. And on Kenny Pickett's own admission, on the play that won him the game against Baltimore, he did exactly opposite of what Matt Canada had called. He got Matt Canada's call in his helmet and went, nah, bro. And basically, that's the only way that this offense is going to go anywhere with Matt Canada at the helm. And Tomlin ain't firing Canada because that's not what the Pittsburgh Steelers do. Pittsburgh is horrendous. They are bad. This right here, uh, it's another bow, or this right here, it's not. I hope I'm not dooming them because this has been a bad luck charm for every single team I put it on. It's not a curse. LA Rams eat the points, minus three and a half. This is the golden lock of the week. And I'm sorry, Rams fans, if it doesn't turn out right, but there's no way it doesn't, right? And if it does, doesn't, then I am a curse, and I, I don't know what to do. Yeah, I don't see Pittsburgh beating the Rams. I, I don't see it happening. But it is the NFL in any given Sunday, and that's been proven a couple times this year. So, anyways, next 305 game, we have the 1-5 Arizona Cardinals traveling to the 3-2 and two Seattle Seahawks. Seattle's favored by eight, 46 point over under, and fan vote has the Seahawks at 96%. And who you got and why? I would love to pick the Fighting Chickens in this game as it's a division game. And after how terrible the Seattle Sea Chickens offense looked this last week against the Bengals, whose defense I think is okay, but they aren't that good to make the Seahawks offense look the way they did with this many weapons. And I know that DK has been just kind of a shit bag all year and throwing dirty hits left and right on people. And Lockett got nicked up in this game and is now nicked up coming into this next week. I just, there's no chance that they don't have a get right game. This week should be called get right week for a lot of teams in the NFL because there is a lot of teams where you either are going to get your shit together here in week seven, or it's time to start going, maybe we're sellers at the trade deadline, and maybe we should start trying to capitalize while we can on some of this stock that we have. And yeah, this is a classic get right game for Seattle. The fighting chickens are who we thought they were. They are not a good team. They are just they're a team that doesn't have enough pieces and Cliff Kingsbury left them in an absolute shambles. It's no one's fault on the team besides the owners. And I don't even think they kept the GM anymore. So legitimately, it's just the owner's fault. And now they're just trying to pick up those pieces. They'll probably be good in the next few years again, hopefully. But give me the sea chickens. And Geno Smith, please, please throw me at least a couple touchdowns to DK Metcalf. It would really, really help me. I really need to beat my wife in fantasy football. Please. Please. I also have Seattle. That... Uh, that game against the Bengals was infuriating to me because of the fact Seattle's defense played more than good enough to win that game. And you had two, like, 
stands inside the 10 yard line at the end of that game. Like when they when they uh, turn the ball over and downs the first time, I'm like, oh, this game's over. I don't think the Seahawks are going to get the ball back, let alone drive down the field again. And they did. And then they get in there, and then Geno Smith just choked it away and just was taking sack after sack. And it was just – it was kind of depressing because, you know, how I like the Seahawks, and I think they're a good team. I think they're better than that. They definitely are better than that, but – once again, you called it with Cincinnati having to get to 500. And now, I mean, Cincinnati's playing Cincinnati football. I mean, it's not like Seattle didn't lose to a good team, though. You know, so yeah. Arizona, like I said last week, they lost all their magic. The magic is gone. They had a little bit at the beginning of the season. And, yeah, it's just not there. I think that the... Seattle's defense is good enough to thwart whatever Arizona throws their way, and they're going to, you know, that the offense is going to score some points. So, yeah, I think Seattle and eight point favorite, that sounds pretty good to me. Yeah, I'm not uh, putting any eight points is a little much for a division game, but I very much, I, I very much think Seattle's going to cover in this game, but I just, I don't like putting the money in division games because it bites me in the ass a lot. Okay, the next game is at 325, and we have two and three Green Bay Packers traveling to the one and five Denver Broncos. The Packers are favored by two with a 48 and a half over under, and the fan vote has the Packers at 81%, and I can't disagree with that. I think the Packers are going to win this game, but I also am very worried about this game because they haven't looked good their last two games. And hopefully this bye has helped them. Um, Denver's defense is horrible this year. They should be able to score some points against them. And hopefully Aaron Jones is healthy now and he can play and we actually hand him the ball. And I'm actually excited, though, that the Packers signed James Robinson. I think, like, I'm not expecting him to play, like, this week or anything like that. But I think think he could be a good addition. He's got to be better than A.J. Dillon. And if they can get the 2020-2021 James Robinson, like, yeah, that would be pretty awesome. Not going to lie. So I think that was actually a good signing. It was a low risk. And could lead to good potential. So, I don't know. I think the Packers are going to win this game because Denver's defense sucks. Um, Sean Payton is crazy, and he leaked all his plays last week because he had that old man play card. and <laughs> could read every, every single thing on it. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know what's going on with Denver. They just suck. And if the Packers don't win this game, it's it's not good. That's not good for them. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm not going to wax lyrically or long about this game. Um, I'm not putting any locks on this game because I don't want to jinx them again. Uh, the last time it seemed very apparent. And if that wouldn't have happened and they would have, you know, gone through on that lock, 
there probably would have been another lock on this game this week because it seems a pretty obvious game to put a lock on. But I'm not going to. I'm not even going to put a bonus lock on it. But yes, I will take the Green Bay Packers as well. I just don't think the Denver Broncos are even a competitive football team this year. And really, the only reason that I'm rooting for them at all is because I need them to win at least one more football game so that they have a lower slash higher draft pick than the New England Patriots. However you want to think about it. I want them to have a better record than the Patriots. And it's also the Grassi Perna Bowl. It is. And fun fact, their, um, their records against each other and their history is 7-7-1. Seven, seven, and one. So someone is probably going to lead their not very good rivalry because they've only played 15 games against each other. It's going to be a tie. I hope not. Don't say that. Don't say gonna that. It's going to be a tie. And then it shall be so. That's how they're going to get in the playoffs, though. <laughs> hey, that's how you sneak in. Yeah, well, yeah, we're going to the next 325 game. It is the 2-3 and three Los Angeles Chargers versus the 5-1 and one Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs are favored by 5.5 with a 50-point over-under. And uh, the fan vote has the Chiefs at 91%. Chargers really, really made me angry on Monday night. Like, I don't... And, they suck. I mean, they don't suck, but they do suck. Like, and it just, yeah. Do you finally see what I'm talking about now? There's just something broken about the team. Something is very wrong. There's something rotten in Denmark. They're just bad when they shouldn't be bad. I know it's their head coach, but he shouldn't be able to infect the team this effectively with this many great pieces on the team. It's, it's an impossibility. I'm, and I mean, can't, or I don't think Patrick Mahomes has ever lost to the San Diego Chargers in his entire career or the LA Chargers in his entire career for that matter. So, yeah, I have the Kansas City Chiefs in this game. I don't really need to talk that much about it. I still have so, so many questions about the Kansas City offense, especially now that they traded back for McCole Hardman. When you uh, your offense is so bad that you're trading for Mecole Hardman, that says it all. Yet somehow this Kansas City defense is carrying them through life and they still have not given up more than 21 points in a game, which was the first week of the NFL season and is freaking wild. It's never has Kansas City had a defense like this and it's frankly quite annoying so annoying it's weird that kansas city feels more like a two and three team than a five and one team yeah it's, i would i'm on that train it's 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 weird but they're gonna win this game too they're gonna end this week at six and one because the chargers are gonna make mistakes like they always do like herbert is trying everything to win these games he didn't have the best game on Monday night, but I mean, he's also was pressured and Dallas is good. Mike McCarthy is bad. <laughs> it's just, yeah, I just, I don't, 
You know who I Justin Herbert want... is, Diesel? What's that? I just, I, it just struck me right now, and I don't know why it's taken me this long to make this comparison. But Justin Herbert is just this generation's Andrew Luck, where he has to do everything for the entire team, and everything else on the team is always going against him. It just feels like the whole rest of the team, it always is like, no, yeah. no. I would say he's more like this generation's Carson Palmer. Because he has the superstar wide receiver, and like he has a good team. But is like, Keenan Allen a superstar? Yes, yeah, I would say. Right. I would say Keenan Allen's a legit wide receiver in this league. I would say legit wide receiver. I just don't know if I'd say superstar. Well, I mean, okay, he's thirty-one years old now. He's definitely. I'd still say he's in his prime, but he's on the tail end of his prime. I would say he's injury prone. I mean, I would love to have him on the Packers. He's been a great receiver for the Chargers. I would say he's a superstar. I would All say right. like he's a legit number one receiver in this league, even at 31 years old. Would you not? Oh yeah, yeah. I love Keenan Allen. I'm not I'm not discrediting or trying to talk badly about Keenan Allen in any way. I just I would never, I've never considered him a superstar wide receiver. I would always say he's a top, you know, 15 wide receiver in the NFL and maybe a top well, 10 many years. Where's but... the cutoff then for superstar? Top 10? Superstar, yeah. I would say a superstar wide receiver is top five. Like, I would say only the top five wide receivers are really superstars. All right, if you put it that way, then no, he's not a superstar receiver. But yeah, that's actually a good conversation. I like that. Um, You're I was going to go in to compare him to Ocho Cinco, but I don't want to go there because somebody will get mad and Keenan Allen's better than Ocho Cinco, just saying that. But, uh, yeah. Anyways, moving on. Sunday night football. Oh, I'm ready for this game. I can't wait for this game. We have the 5-1 and one Miami Dolphins traveling to the 5-1 and one Philadelphia Eagles, who just signed Julio Jones, by the way which isn't going to really make much of a difference. Uh, Philadelphia is favored by two and a half with a 52-point over-under. It's the highest over-under of the week. And the fan vote has Miami at 52%. Oh, I'm excited for this game. Can the Philadelphia Eagles defense stop the speed? I feel the need for speed. Of the Miami Dolphins offense. I think we are going to get a lot of points scored in this game. I am going with Miami. Like, it's 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 a tough one. Because, like, I can see why it's 52% Miami. Because it is a coin flip. Because both of these teams are good. This could be a potential Super Bowl, like, matchup in Las Vegas. Like you said earlier with your uh, Detroit-Baltimore matchup. We could have two legit Super Bowl matchups this weekend. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm so glad this is on Sunday Night Football because this deserves to be on prime time. Oh, and yeah. I, and you know that, like, I'm on the Miami Dolphins bandwagon. That's part of the reason I can't pick against them. Eagles are really, really good. They have a great running game. They have. A.J. Brown has been on fire the last couple weeks. Jalen Hurts, I don't know what he was doing on 
Sunday. Three picks. And why did they throw the ball on third down? You punt that ball. You punt it. Like, nice. that was just... Some bad coaching calls this past Sunday. Good for Sunday the day. Jets. I was actually really happy for the Jets. Like, yeah. I'm still rooting for the Jets. I, mean, I know you're not. You're a Patriots fan. That's understandable. But, I mean, I'm sure, like, deep down, like, there's something that's, like, good for you, you know? Good for you, you scrappy underdog. <laughs> nope. <laughs> but, <laughs> and also, in that game, they had that uh, Jalen Hurts touchdown that was, he was called down. And then they reviewed it. And they no, no, it was called a fumble. Season. It was called a fumble into the end zone. It was about to be the Jets football. And instead of it being Jets football, they reversed the ruling into a touchdown. It was ridiculous. And there was no conclusive evidence that actually showed that it crossed the plane. There was nothing. There was no angle that showed it. And they were just, like, assuming that it did. And you can't do that. That's why you have the replay. That's why you have the rule in place. That's the definition of the play stands as called. Like, God, these referees are so bad. Even when they, like, have it right in front of them in slow motion. Like, I just, I don't know. I can't believe how bad these referees, they just keep on getting worse. And I don't know how they just keep on getting worse. They just keep on getting worse. They legitimately have to have the world's greatest shovel because, yes, I keep thinking they have found bottom each and every week with the ridiculous calls they make and how they are determining games by either the bad calls that they do make or the obvious calls that they don't make. And it's four teams that I don't even truly care about. As I've said, the Patriots, they did not get screwed by the refs at all this last week. They just lost because they're a bad team. I'm just talking about, in general, being an NFL fan, being furious about calls that are being made and just how it's ruining my NFL experience from week to week, and they just keep getting worse and worse. But back to talking about happy things, because this Miami versus Philadelphia game is what Sunday night football should be. And I don't know why, folks, but the Sunday night football song, it gets me going. I love it i don't miss it every week and my wife makes fun of me because i'm like no i can't do anything right now it's about to be my jam because i've been waiting all day for sunday night and she yells every week that that sentence doesn't make any sense it should be waiting all week for sunday night which is true but i don't care i love it the song gets me going and this week oh i am so excited for football on sunday night miami versus the philadelphia eagles is a legitimate could be super bowl preview can the Philadelphia defense hang with the fastest offense in maybe NFL history? I, I don't know. I truly don't know. My real question is, is can the Miami defense actually show up? Because they haven't been great. They gave up 14 points to the Carolina Panthers in the first quarter. Yes, I know that they shut them out after that because the only more seven points they gave up was a pick six. But that doesn't matter. You shouldn't have given up 14 points to the Carolina Panthers offense. They're a bad, bad team. And while I'm not the hugest believer in the Philadelphia offense, as I have said many times, they are leaps and bounds better than the Miami offense or the Carolina Panthers offense. So what are they going to do against this Miami defense? Now, the real question is, are the Philadelphia Eagles offensive line healthy? Are they going to get their players back to play this week? 
They have all the way till Sunday night. You have to think that they are going to do everything in their physical, medical, spiritual, and scientific power to make sure every one of those guys is out there for this game because this is a huge national stage and they want to win it. I, I'm going to pick the Eagles in this game because it is in Philadelphia. And I, I believe in the Dolphins more. I truly do. But I think that coming off of the loss, the Eagles are going to be so motivated for this game. They are going to hear all of the people bad-mouthing them all week after this loss to the Jets. And I just think they come out swinging. And I don't think that the Miami defense can hold back this Philly offense. I'm not saying that I think the Philly defense can really hold back this Miami offense, but I think they can slow them down enough that this running game can chew some clock. They can control the tempo of the game. And by doing that, I think Philly wins this game in a very, very close one that comes down to the fourth quarter. It's going to be a shootout, that's for sure. That's the way I feel about yeah. this game. And 52 points over under, they're going to hit that. I have a feeling. See, I, I do agree. I think it's going to come down to like one or two key drive stops where you get that one stop. And I just, I don't see Miami getting that key stop when they need to. And while, once again, I'm not the biggest believer in Philly this year, I think that they have definitely taken a step back. They do have so many guys on that defense who could step up in that moment to be that one big drive killer. And that's what I think it's going to take to win this game. And finally, we have Monday Night Football, which sees the 5-1 and one San Francisco 49ers traveling to the 2-4 and four Minnesota Vikings. The 49ers are favored by 7 with a 44 over under, and San Francisco has the fan vote at 93%. And let's get on. You're going with San Francisco, right? Obviously. Yeah. You know I'm not picking Minnesota. Even though no, they're, I'm, they're just spiting me now. They want another one-score game, like a bunch of D-holes. Like, come on. Like, you had to let Chicago score with their backup quarterback to even make that game close. You couldn't have just won it by two scores. Like, I knew I got the game wrong anyways, and I lost money on the game. You just really had to knife me a little deeper by win winning another one-score game. Just, I hate you, Minnesota. I hate you so much. I hate you. Yeah, especially with San Francisco losing that last game. Um, I'm pretty sure that uh, Christian McCaffrey will play on Sunday. Debo Samuel, I think, will play on Sunday. Monday. Or Monday, sorry. They even get a whole extra day to heal up. I Minnesota is just bad on both sides of the ball. I don't know why Kirk Cousins is rejecting all trades because he has the no trade clause. Like, if he got traded to, like, Atlanta, like, look out. Like, Dude, Atlanta would be a scary out. team with Kirk Cousins, legitimately. Exactly. And I like he's a very he's above average quarterback. He's a top 15 quarterback. And yeah, with that running game and those offensive weapons and that defense, uh, offensively and defensively in a bad division, they would cook. I mean, I just don't understand because I don't think that he's gonna resign after the season's over. I don't think that Minnesota, I think Minnesota wants to move on from him, especially since they were shopping him. Um, 
I think it's time for Minnesota probably to do a little bit of rebuild anyways. I wouldn't be surprised to see in the offseason if Atlanta is the team that gets Kirk Cousins because Kirk Cousins isn't done. He still has a few good years left in this league. And you know that he has some Super Bowl aspirations because who wouldn't? Um, so I wouldn't be surprised to see him like end up in it with Atlanta or someone like that. But yeah, San Francisco, just because they lost last week, even with the refs like helping the Browns, they didn't play a very good game. Brock Purdy had his worst game of his career. He didn't look very good at all. I mean, but and they, they didn't... still could have won the game anyways. They they should have won the game anyways because yes. that hit was a bunch of malarkey. Like that was the clean as clean as could get. He went shoulder to shoulder, and then there was a pass interference later in that drive that wasn't a pass interference either. It's just yeah. I and then Moody should have hit that field goal. You don't hear. <laughs> yeah, I know you're a rookie, but you're a professional NFL kicker. That was shorter than an extra point. You yeah, need to make the field goal. Couldn't believe that he missed it. Thought for sure they were going into no, it was gonna be the game winner. They're only down the by game two. Game winner been 2019. Yeah. Would have hit the over. The bronze lock would have come through for me. Yep. I just yeah, I was I was shocked when he missed that. Yeah. Uh but yeah, San Francisco's winning this game. And uh they have two different this week. I know. I know. So no matter what, I'll still be in the lead. Yeah, I mean, I could have, like, went out on a limb on some of them, but that also could have hurt me. I'm going with what I think is actually going to happen. That's just the way I roll. Yeah, no, that's, that's how I play ground, the game. doesn't give me any ground. But. You got to go with your gut, man. You can't just start making wild picks because then if you do end up just losing, then you're going to feel even worse about it because you're going to be like, why the hell was I making those stupid picks? Exactly. At least if you lose to me this way, you know, you put your best into it. Yeah, it'll be an honest loss. I'm, I guess I'm putting more focus in fantasy football this year because, yeah, I'm not really doing the greatest, but I'm not doing bad. Hey, you're doing better than me in most of the leagues. I mean, I have, I'm undefeated in one league, and in every other league, I only have at most two wins. So, yeah, I don't know. Fantasy just fell down this year for some reason. It's just, it's a weird year weird year this but it's a good year this year has been fun so far i'm excited for i can't believe we're on week seven jeez we are quick approaching the halfway mark of the nfl season and it is mind-boggling i it's gonna be goes thanksgiving too before you know it i know and i mean it's already almost halloween man i know wow man speaking of that i'm going to haunted forest on friday night so it should be fun we well, you have fun with that, Diesel. Good thing there's no NFL that I have to miss. That'd be sad. Good thing. Uh, you got any final thoughts for week seven? Uh, I have no real final thoughts. I think that it should be a interesting week of NFL action, but sans that, I just really hope to do better. I'm really hoping to make you folks some money this week, and I apologize for my performance last week. It was a real... Real crap one. So I'll do better this week. My final thoughts are I just hope the Packers win. Like, I don't want them to lose three games in a row. They won't have that five-game losing streak last year. I can't go through that again. It was horrible. I mean, I know that you're going through something similar with the Patriots. But, I mean, 
my team has a little bit of hope. <laughs> That's yeah. what always gets you. That's what always gets you. You have hope, and they just rip it away. Hope will get you killed. See, I've already had my heart torn out, so at this point, I'm rooting for the loss. I hope we get killed because yeah. you know what? what? That it's team. a division. Yeah, exactly, and it's another division loss. So even with our one wick, one win, it'll look even worse. Okay, well, with that, since final thoughts are done, check and put the social medias up on the screen. Ta-da! And follow me here. Follow Diesel there. Follow the show here. Make sure you're like, commenting, sharing, and subscribing. And I did see you write comment last time, folks, so good job. Uh, this time, why don't you write the word blue? I don't know. It worked last time, so we'll try it again. Uh, sans that though, that's all I got. Make sure you follow us on Twitter. Uh, if you want to hear the audio only version, just search us Visionaries Global Media on your favorite podcast platform. Deuces. So, I mean, that's week seven in a nutshell. I got nothing else for you. Chad's got nothing else for you. We're excited for this week. So, I just said, let's go watch some football. Bye. They moved all my frickin' buttons. I hate it. <laughs> this has been a Visionaries Global Media production. Visionaries Global Media. Envisioning excellence on a global scale.